0: What is going on ladies and gentlemen of the internet, my name is Doodles and welcome to this pilot episode of the Doodle Show Uncensored Podcast, a podcast where I can kick back and shoot the breeze and talk about whatever I want to talk about and it is all going to be 100% uncensored, not going to be no bleeping of the F-bombs, and not going to hold back on any content if it's adult related or anything, the gloves are off and we are just going to go for it. And Now just a little bit of background on me, because you're probably thinking, if you just stumbled across this podcast for the first time, you're probably thinking, who the hell is this guy with that stupid name? Uh, Yes, it is a stupid name, and no, it was not a direct rip-off of Noodles from the Offspring, although... You can tell yourself that if you want. Uh, It actually wasn't. It just happened to be a coincidence there. But Noodles from the Offspring is a huge influence on me as a musician. But that was not where the name came from. Uh, Anyway, I'm a musician from the northeast of England. Uh, I make music for the internet. uh, Largely on YouTube.com. Although I can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify and many, many other places. I generally do gear reviews for guitar products and I do covers of video game TV and film themes as well as some of my favourite songs from likes of Blink-182, The Offspring and a few others. Uh, So that is just a little bit of a background on me and uh, as I said, I host a music-related YouTube channel and uh, sometimes I just want to kick back and just talk about things that are on my mind or things that are bothering me or things that are going on in the world Uh, but I don't want to divulge away from my main content on my channel so I don't really have a platform to do that and I don't know whether you can hear my chair squeak and I really need to get a less squeaky chair because this is picking up on the podcast, it's gonna be really really annoying. Uh, but there's nothing to be done with it. This is uncensored, this is uncut and this is live, so we're just gonna have to live with any background noise that we can get. Uh, but as I said, I don't have a platform where I can just speak my mind, and I want to, I was thought about maybe doing a news channel on YouTube, maybe doing a wrestling theme channel. I already have a video game one, uh, but trying to make four or five videos a day for four or five channels just is not gonna happen. There's just not enough hours in the To do that, so I thought, why not just make a podcast? I can talk about everything I want to in one big go, and then I can put it on iTunes, and I'm also going to put it on YouTube as well, the full podcast and in segments as well for each story if you want to check that out. Uh, you probably won't be able to find it just yet because until we get 100 subscribers on the channel, we can't have a custom URL, uh, so you can go onto my main channel, which I'm going to have a shameless plug now, which is youtube.com slash c slash doodles music. Subscribe to that channel while you're on, and if you go into the sidebar on the right hand side of the screen, you'll be able to find my channel for the Doodle Show where this will be hosted as well. If you don't want to listen on iTunes Although I don't know why you wouldn't want to listen on iTunes Because that is the best way you can do it in the car You can do it while you are doing your chores You can do it while you are at work You can do it whenever you want to do uh, So that is probably the best way to do it But you can listen on YouTube if you want to as well uh, At this moment in time there is no advertisers There are no sponsors for this Podcast. This is just entirely free. This is just me doing it off my own back and bringing you all this exciting content for free. Uh, So there'll be no advertisements in this episode or I don't know when, if we ever will get sponsors, uh, there will be no advertisements at all. It'll just be me talking about whatever I talk about for however long I talk about. Uh, But if you want to... Uh, Support this podcast in any way and head over to my personal Patreon which is patreon.com slash doodles and I'm also going to be doing a separate one in the future for this Doodle Show podcast if it continues on. Uh, But for now that is enough about all that stuff. I'm just going to talk about this podcast and um, some of the future plans I've got. I would love to do interviews for this podcast, Uh, more importantly people on YouTube would be my ideal base of people that I would want to interview uh, because a lot of people on YouTube sort of have a identity obviously I've got my Doodles identity which is not my real name of course and you've got your people such as like PewDiePie, Boogie 2988, Leafy, these aren't their real names and these are a personality and a gimmick that they are portraying on screen and uh, it'd be nice to sort of get down and dirty and talk about say their personal lives and find a little bit more about them on a personal level so some Interviews would be a great thing I'd love to interview Leafy Uh, That is one guy that I recently got into I wasn't too keen on his older content But recently I've really started getting into it And I would love to find out more about him And just shoot the breeze with him Uh, But who knows whether that will happen Obviously these sort of things I don't know what people would want to charge for an hour of their time, so until this show gets advertised and the sponsors or enough support, I don't know whether we'll be able to do that, but hopefully I'll be able to reach out to these people if this podcast starts picking up steam and hopefully bring some interviews, because that is my end goal. This is the reason why I'm doing it. I want to sort of talk to these people and find out more about their lives and sort of give them more of a personal level And a personal platform to talk about rather than just being on their channel where they are largely under their gimmick. And so that is the future plans. But enough about that, we are going to get into the first story today. And the first story is about the police shootings and the shootings of the police officers in Dallas. And the two black males that were shot earlier this week by police officers right. I don't know whether there was a gap in between the last thing I said and this one. I don't know if I'm going to put some sort of intro music in between each segment because we don't have any sponsors to sort of break up the show or not. Uh, But anyway, we are talking about the police shootings that happened in Dallas, Texas, as well as the shootings of two black males by police officers. Uh, The first one was a guy called Alton Sterling. He was just a guy that was selling CDs outside of a convenience store. Uh, There is some allegations about whether he had some prior criminal convictions, which I'm not going to go in about. I'm not going to discuss them or give my personal opinion on the matter or judge him as a character if they were true it is not my place to say that uh, but a uh, call was made to police saying that a uh, man that matched Alton Sterling's description was threatening him outside of the convenience store of a gun uh, the police officers came and detained him and uh, while he was on the ground they discovered he had a gun on his possession and proceeded to shoot him and killed him uh, which as far as I can see from the videos I've seen a couple of people did capture the scenes on video via their cell phones uh, he did not appear to resist arrest and he did not pull the gun out on the police officers at all. Just once the police officers discovered he had the gun, they just shot him and killed him and then sent their uh, police radio that he had a gun and there were shots fired. Uh, so it seemed largely unjustified and unmotivated. There was no reason, there was no threatening... Behaviour by Mr Sterling towards the police officers that wanted him him being shot. And uh, people obviously speculated that it was racially motivated. uh, Because we know police officers have been fairly trigger happy over the last couple of years when it comes to guns and uh, shooting civilians. Uh, So that caused a lot of uproar regardless of whether he's got his criminal convictions. uh, People are still obviously pissed that a man was killed for no reason by police officers. And then to top it off, uh, not long after, I don't know which story came first or which shooting happened first, uh, but around the same time, a 32-year-old male by the name of Philando Castile was shot uh, in his car during a routine traffic stop. Uh, His girlfriend, uh, Lavish Reynolds, and his four-year-old daughter were in the back of the car. And uh, he was pulled over for having a broken taillight. And then when the police officers came to the car, Mr Castillo informed the police officer that he had a license to carry a firearm in a concealed manner and he had said firearm in his possession. And uh, the police officer obviously told him to keep his hands where he could see them, which uh, Mr. Castile cooperated fully and did that. And uh, the police officer asked him to provide his license and registration, uh, which of course involved him to go into his pocket to retrieve said items. And uh, when he reached from his pocket, the police officer panicked and shot him uh, in fear that he was pulling out his gun. However, if someone was going to pull a gun out on you, you would not tell them that you had the gun first, obviously, because that would. Uh, Ruin all sent a surprise And upper hand in the instance Uh, Mr Castile was cooperating info In this incident Uh, Mr Uh, Castile's girlfriend Actually live streamed the aftermath of the situation On Facebook Uh, She panicked and live streamed the whole thing uh, Because I'm assuming she thought that If she videotaped the police officer Then the police could Remove the footage and obviously then they could Make up their own story about what went down And said that maybe Mr Castile pulled a gun out on him Uh, So she live streamed it and in the video, the police officer was saying multiple times things like, fuck, you could tell he had a really panicked voice and he knew he'd messed up. And I think personally, if someone is that panicky when they come to handling a firearm and handling these sorts of situations, they should not be in possession of a firearm because this guy's fearful behavior caused him to shoot an innocent man who was fully cooperating with police and he only did what the police told him to. If you tell a man to put his hand in his pocket to retrieve something, you do not have then grounds to shoot him on the basis that he may or may not have pulled a gun out on you. There was no indication that he was going to. And uh, Mister Castillo was cooperating fully. And uh, the sad thing is, during the live stream, a bit later on in the live stream, uh, Miss Reynolds was in the back of a police car or a police van. I'm not 100 sure, with her child. And uh, the child said, "Don't worry, mammy, I am right here." Uh, it was absolutely heartbreaking that this child was trying to comfort Miss Reynolds uh, while her partner and I believe I'm not under the sure, but I believe it's the child's father was dead in a police in a in his vehicle at the hands of a police officer because we are brought up as children uh, to believe that the police officers are there to protect us and do their job, and now this girl is going to grow up knowing that a police officer who is there to protect her and her family took the life of her father or potential father, like I'm not 100% certain. And uh, it's really sad. And whether this has any sort of lasting effect on her is remain to be seen. And obviously, she could grow up to resent the police or she could grow up with a psychological problems which could affect her later in life. And I pray that her family are able to bring it up in a manner that is not going to cause any sort of mental harm to the... ...child as she grows up and have any sort of repercussions... ...hopefully she can move on with her life and repair the damage... ...as well as Miss Reynolds and everyone in the family that are involved in this. It's a tragic incident and uh, one that shouldn't have happened... ...and there was no grounds for this happening uh, but it did... And that led to the next story because in the aftermath of these two shootings, um, numerous protests took place in a in an anti-police protest to protest against the rage and anger that these incidents occurred. And um, I don't know if you can hear my chest squeaking. It's really starting to get on my nerves. Hopefully it's not getting on your nerves. Uh, but during these protests in Dallas, Texas, uh, a male, and I believe there may be more ...than one involved, not often said certain, but five police officers were killed during the protest by a male. He was a former army veteran and he believed to have deep mental problems and after this he developed a deep hatred for the police and specifically white police. And white males, he took it in his own hands to take the lives of police officers in retaliation for these murders that had happened prior... Uh, five officers were killed. Numerous were injured in the shootout. And uh, it turned out in the end that the police had to use a robot uh, to get close to the suspect and detonate a bomb to kill him. And uh, it's believed that this is the first time that a robot has been used to kill a suspect uh, in a shooting, in a terror incident. And nothing like this has ever happened before and the police have been the first one to do it and they had to take him down. People say it has been extreme measures. Why not use a flashbang uh to um, but when there's a guy shooting you with a high-powered rifle and has potential explosives, then you need to do anything necessary. And it might seem a bit extreme, but it got the job done. And thankfully, the suspect has been killed. Although... People have been applauding the male for doing the job. People have been saying that it's a good thing that the police have been killed in retaliation. And Much like people have been, when people said that it's a good thing that the, the black males are being shot and stuff like that. I don't know why people have to have this sort of mentality that like black lives, if black people die, it's a good thing. If police die, it's a good thing. Everyone, regardless of whether you are white, black, Hispanic, Asian, gay, straight bisexual, uh, transgender, whatever. Every single life on this earth matters and people should not be celebrating the fact that one group of people, whether it's in ethnic minority or sexual orientation... Uh, gender etc if anyone gets targeted for a crime and is killed it is not a good thing it should not be celebrated uh, the world is already a mess up place uh, with terrorism and things like that and uh, we do not need to add any more fuel to the fire uh, this is a horrible and tragic thing that happened i on a personal level hope that the police officers involved face some sort of criminal justice and the families a uh, criminal punishment and the families get justice for it but nothing can bring back the people that they lost and it is a truly tragic thing that has happened, especially with 4th of July happening at the start of the week, and there's been non-stop violence and death in America, which is truly saddening. Hopefully, everyone involved can repair the damage and try and move on with their lives eventually. And hopefully, the people that cause all this damage can face justice and their punishment for their crimes. But that is the end of this story. This is our first story day, And now we are moving on to the second story of the day, which is about YouTube drama. And I don't know whether you can hear it in my headphones, but I'm currently listening to Blink-182's new California album. It's really, I really, really dig it. It's quite a cool album. It goes back to their roots, largely, in what they sort of did back in their early days. Tom DeLonge left... Uh, not long ago, but also replaced by Alkaline Trio's Matt Skiba. And I've got to say, he did a fantastic job. This is probably one of my favourite Blink albums in a long time. And I think uh, Matt actually fits in Blink better than Tom does. I think that this band going forward would be overall a lot better than what Blink were before. Obviously, Tom was very iconic in his playing style and his vocals there. But actually, as a band, they sort of just seem to fit well. Especially at this moment in their careers. It just seems a lot less... um. I've trying to think with the word it's trying sort of less stressful and sort of less taxing on them. It just seems like they're just having a good time. And I think the album that they produce has been really, really cool. Now, if you're a Blink182 fan or a pop punk fan in general, I highly recommend you go check out uh, their new album, California, that was released in July on July the first. Uh, but anyway, that we're moving on to the next story of the day, and it is regarding all the stuff happening in youtube.com and mainly the drama that is surrounding. Uh, Many of the channels uh, on YouTube, many of the popular ones, but first we are talking about the CSGO Lotto scandal involving T Martin and Pro Syndicate. Uh, CSGO Lotto is a gambling website for Counter Strike. Uh, CSGO, a very, very popular game over on Steam. Uh, On CSGO, people can use their own money to purchase skins or to best on or gamble on getting skins. I've never really played CSGO myself, but you can unlock crates, uh, which take money to do, and you can get skins for your guns and your knives to make them look better and have different appearances. And if people can sell these skins, some of them are worth pennies, some of them are worth literally thousands of dollars, and a whole host of gambling websites have came up where you can bet these skins And they win more skins, which you can then sell for real money. And then one of these websites is CSGO Lotto. And it was actually owned by two YouTubers by the name of T-Martin and Syndicate. Both of them combined have probably over 20 million subscribers, I think, just by counting. I just have a rough sort of estimate. I believe it's about 20 million subscribers. So they have a huge influence in the world of YouTube. And both men fail to disclose this information, the fact that they own the website. It is actually against not only the FTC laws, but also the YouTube's terms of service that you must fully disclose any involvement or any sponsorship or financial stake in the companies that you are promoting and both men failed to do that. Uh, They promoted the website in a way that claimed that they had just discovered the website. Uh, T. Martin, on his very first video where he mentioned CSGO Lotto, said that he had discovered this new website called CSGO Lotto and he messed about with it for a little bit. He placed a few bets and he won a small pot of $69 and uh, it was really awesome. So he hit up... Uh, CSGO go a lot of, on Twitter, and they got in touch and asked if we want to do a sponsorship where they will give him some skins, which you could gamble on. You could make videos for more on the website. Uh, so all in all, it just sounds like a very generic sponsorship that you might get if you make YouTube videos. Uh, however, this was not the case. All this stuff that he claims did not actually go down. He owns a website. He was not being sponsored by them, he actually owned it, and the videos he was making was promoting his own company, which he had a huge financial stake in, and not only that, but because he owned the website, he could have quite easily rigged the results, so he won, or he could have used a bot account, which basically means that none of the stuff that he was gambling on actually took place, where any money won or lost was not actually I'm trying to think, It wasn't transferred by either parties, whether it was T-Martin or csgo lotto so there's a lot of speculation about what actually went down but either way there is the fact out there that they did not disclose this information to the public when they were making these videos and claim that they were just either sponsored or they just discovered it and was playing it as a fan just like anyone else would be And uh, Since the scandal came out, uh, Pro Syndicate has been largely quiet about the situation. He posted, I think, one or two things on social media, but then has largely just laid low with the whole situation. Uh, Whereas, T. Martin has been continuously digging a hole for himself. Like I said, he claimed he was testing the waters at first to see whether he wanted to invest in the company, when in fact... Both of these were actual founders of the company since day one. But right, since the incident came out, uh, T Martin has made a few apology tweets. He uh, made a tweet apologising for this whole situation. He also made tweets trying to justify this situation by saying that although it's largely unethical what he did, it's not illegal. And uh, he also said that this information, although he hasn't made it, he hasn't been very public about it. It's never been a secret and this information has always been out there. Uh, However, not many people go out of their way to find out who owns companies. And uh, in accordance to FTC laws and YouTube terms of service, Uh, both parties needed to fully disclose the fact that he either owned it or was sponsored by the website and he was being paid to make these videos, which neither party did. Uh, All CSGO Lotto videos on the channels have been now made private. Uh, The actual descriptions of the videos were changed recently to say that the videos were sponsored by CSGO Lotto or they had a financial stake in the company. However, using archive websites, people were able to debunk it and say that these information was only added to the videos after the Scandal came out And uh, this is not the first time That Syndicate has been In trouble For this sort of thing uh, He failed to disclose His financial ties To a company He was promoting uh, He was promoting A horror game Called Dead Realm By a company Called 3D Black Dot And he failed to disclose That he had financial ties In it And uh, he faced From negative press But his channel Largely went unharmed During this whole situation uh, But the CSGO Lotto scandal Is on a whole new level It's brought Huge negative press And a uh, large impact To their channels uh, I know for definite. Martin has uh, stopped people being able to comment and he's disabled all the ratings on his videos so people can't see how many likes and dislikes I imagine his channel is getting a huge amount of dislikes uh, because of this and it's had a huge negative impact on their channel and then whether it will have a long-term impact on their business remains to be seen, but there are currently lawsuits being filed, uh, civil lawsuits from people uh, who have maybe lost to T-Martin and Syndicate on the website, uh, because a lot of people do film this and they have proven there'll be records somewhere saying that they lost these bets against these individuals and uh, suspecting the fact that these results were rigged and they were rigged to lose the bets, so therefore they have lost money over something they had no control of, and it was rigged that T-Martin and Syndicate would win the money. Uh, there's also... Lawsuits being filed by parents claiming that their child have been gambling underage on the website because to have a Steam account, you only have to be 13 years old. And uh, although you have to be 18 to gamble, if you have a Steam account, you can link it to the website. So, therefore, a 13 year old has every opportunity and is able to gamble on the website, which is breaking the law. So, there's a lot of lawsuits from parents coming and uh, the fact that they were allowing underage gambling on their website, which is a huge law break and something that could land a CSGO, Lotto, and the individuals in huge trouble and possible jail time. Uh, but either way, the these lawsuits are probably going to bring across huge financial impact on the company and the individuals uh, the company is a limited liability company so if it goes bankrupt both parties and everyone involved will won't go bankrupt but there is going to be huge payouts in my opinion uh, from CSGO lot or this could totally ruin the company and it may have impacted uh, the owners' channels and businesses and just reputations for life. I don't know whether they're going to recover from this. And there's also rumour that a federal lawsuit could be filed, uh, which if it does, there is a possibility that the judge could make an example of a uh, syndicate and T Martin and it could result in jail time. So this is a huge deal in the fact that these two individuals and maybe other people as well connected at CSGO a lot or could face huge jail time and a huge fines as a result of this scandal. Like I said, whether this is going to impact their channels long term or their businesses or their livelihoods or their reputation long term remains to be seen, but I think... It is potentially the thing that they're not going to be able to come back from. Uh, but over the coming weeks and months, we are obviously going to keep hearing about this. So as I hear about it, I will keep adding a section in my podcast. And I'll keep you guys up to date if you want to. Uh, but if you want to maybe check out some news in the meantime, uh, their YouTube channels such as Scarce or h 3 h Productions have been covering it a lot. And you can find a lot of information out there. And also the Video Game Attorney, a very popular attorney who specializes in video games and all this sort of aspect of the internet. Uh, he has been posting a lot of information on Reddit, which you can find out as well, and keep up with the whole news. But like I said, I will be reporting on it on and off on this podcast, uh, so you'll probably hear about this some point in the future. Uh, but for now, we are going on to the next story of the day, and this is regarding uh, a huge amount of beef between various YouTubers, uh, mainly Leafy is here, Grade A, Under 8, Pyro Cynical, and Keemstar, uh, mainly the fact that it's Leafy, Grade a, and Pyro versus Keemstar. Uh, Keemstar hosts a channel called Drama Alert, uh, however, a few years ago he was banned by YouTube from ever owning a channel, but there is a loophole that allows uh, channels to contract a horse So uh, although Keemstar is the face of Drama Alert, he is not the legal owner of Drama Alert, he's just a contracted host which allows him to do YouTube. If this couldn't be done, he would not be able to host a YouTube video again in his life. Uh, but recently, Drama Alert has been coming under a lot of fire recently, uh, after a feud escalated between everyone that I just mentioned. All of them made various videos on each other, hating on each other and trying to destroy their reputation. Well, mainly the three of them were trying to destroy Keemstar and Keemstar was fighting back. Uh, but... A lot of it was slightly justified, but I think it's one of those things that I don't know whether this whole thing's being made public to bring in the views because these sort of videos are bringing in massive amounts of views. Some of them are getting three or four million views uh, in the situation. And this has happened a lot there. Uh, Leafy had some beef with h 3 h Productions and there's there's been a whole PewDiePie and KSI thing going on. So I don't know whether they are doing it, whether it's even set up. There is a possibility that this whole thing is fake to bring in views. But according to everyone involved, it is not fake, it is real life beef. But the fact that they are doing it on a public platform probably means that they are doing it to bring in more money because they all know that these videos are going to make in a huge amount of views. And by making it public, they are going to get their fan base to turn on the other channels and then try and destroy their channels. And it basically seems like the whole purpose of it is to destroy each other's livelihoods, which is a pretty low move across all parties. Uh, regardless of whether you like Leafy or Keemstar anyone involved, the fact that these people are pretty much trying to destroy their livelihoods is pretty low. Uh, just that's my personal opinion anyway. I thought the beef had largely died out, uh, but apparently, at the time of recording this podcast, uh, Leafy is in the middle of filming and uh, editing another Keemstar related video. So, this drama is not over, guys. Uh, so, no doubt there'll be a lot more of a pod in the future. Uh, but as I said, all of them have been making videos hating each other over the past couple of weeks and months. Uh, but Keemstar has been known in the past to do some pretty bad things there. Uh, During the whole beef, he's had beef pretty much. Every month, there's usually a new guy he's having beef with. Uh, But over the sort of last couple of years or whatever, he's leaked pictures of people. A lot of people like to keep their identities hidden. Some channels people don't know. They could have millions of subscribers and no one actually knows what these people look like at all. Uh, But he has leaked pictures of people. He's leaked their personal contact details, their home addresses. Uh, He even made a 62-year-old man cry live on stream. Uh, I believe he falsely accused him of being a paedophile because he looks similar to another paedophile that had recently been released from prison or he had the same name or something. Uh, But he... uh, publicly announced that this guy was a paedophile and it brought a lot of hate and backlash to this guy. And uh, yeah, I've seen the video of the man crying. It was absolutely heartbreaking that this happened to him, especially on a f- claim that was completely false. Uh, I believe though that Keemstar did apologize for it and try to compensate him financially, but the guy told him he didn't want his money. Uh, but this is not the first time that Keemstar has tried to pay off people and try to give financial compensation when he is messed up. Because he mess- in a lot of these instances where there's beefy, he is usually the one that uh, messed up the worst and usually tries to compensate them. And that will result in a lot of enemies. He probably has more enemies on YouTube than friends. Uh, I try to stay very impartial when it comes to this whole beef thing. I watch their videos. I watch Leafy's videos. I never used to watch Leafy's videos. I recently got into them recently and started really liking them. Uh, I've watched some Keemstar videos. I've watched some Grade A videos. I've watched most of their videos. I try and stay very impartial. I know none of these people on a personal level. uh, So I'm not obviously going to start hating on any of them and I'm not going to start making beef because it's not my place. I have no part to play in this YouTube drama, so I'm just keeping a sort of... I'm sitting on the fence, pretty much. I'm just going with the flow just sort of watching the videos and just seeing the story as it unfolds, but I have no part in it, and I aim to have no part in it. Uh, but despite losing massive amount of subscribers on Drama Alert, uh, Keemstar stepped down and a uh, temporary hosted for Limbo Keemstar is back, but despite dropping loads of subscribers, it's still getting a huge amount of views. Uh, but Whether that is just people checking out the drama and seeing what's happening. ought to leave here, who knows? But on the flip side, Leafy has been gaining a stupid amount of subscribers. Uh, at times, he's been grown at the same rate as PewDiePie. Uh, pretty much every time you blink, he's got another 100,000 subscribers, and he is definitely the next breakout star. How big this channel is going to get, I don't know, but this channel, even in the last seven months, has gained millions and millions of subscribers. He, it hit 3 million subscribers not long ago. I think it was only about a month ago, maybe not even that long ago. And by the time he releases 3 million uh, subscribers special, he already had like 3.8 million subscribers. So he has just absolutely grown between like 50 and 60,000 subscribers a day, which is absolutely huge. And it shows no sign of st- uh, stopping anytime soon. Uh, But while we're talking about Leafy, I want to talk about YouTube hacks. Uh, Over the past few months, a company called Poodle Corp, or a group of people called Poodle, uh, go by the name Poodle Corp, have been hacking YouTube channels. Uh, Recently, they have hacked WatchMojo.com, which has over 12 million subscribers, and Leafy, who, as I said, has about 3.8 million subscribers, although this number could be more now. Uh, I haven't checked this channel in a couple of days, but I suspect it's probably about 3.9 million. Uh, But Poodle Corp have been hacking channels. Uh, They are largely harmless. All they do is just change the channel titles to Hack by Poodle Corp or Twitter.com slash Poodle Corp. And they change the descriptions to Hack by Twitter.com slash Poodle Corp and leave their details down in the description. They just cross all the videos. And apart from 24 hours or so inconvenience and nothing terrible has really happened. They haven't lost, they haven't removed channels or anything like that. They haven't caused any financial Uh, Harm to the individuals involved. Uh, But there has been rumours that they are going to start shutting down channels, which is huge news. Uh, They said that someone of around 5 million subscribers is going to get hacked and is going to get shut down. Uh, But... Once again, I don't know why they bother doing this because it's just an inconvenience because YouTube end up restoring these channels 99% of the time and it will only cause the channel to lose a day or two's worth of revenue, uh, which although is a massive pain in the ass, it's not like they're going to just completely destroy their livelihood because they do always get it restored. Uh, but I don't really know why they do this because they clearly have the ability to hack into things and uh, obviously have computer skills, uh, evident computer skills. So why they don't just go and do something worthwhile in computing and try and make a good living is beyond me. Uh, whether they're just doing this for the lols or not, I really don't know, but I really don't get it. I don't understand it. Maybe if, I, maybe if I was a hacker, I would understand it, but I just don't understand why people bother doing this. But what people do in their own time is none of my business, but I think as long as it doesn't impact someone's livelihood, I think, or harm him in any way, then I think it's okay. But whether people start going down to that level, I don't know. But some people already have. Uh, Recently, a new hack has been occurring in which hackers steal a person's SIM card uh, by usually impersonating someone from their phone company and getting their SIM card switched to another person's SIM card, which is the hackers. Uh, By doing this, they are getting access to emails, text messages, contacts, uh, the YouTube channels, PayPal accounts, etc. Boogie2988, yeah, make sure I say it right. Boogie2988 had that happen to him at VidCon not long ago. It's about a month ago. Uh, his channel was shut down a guy contacted Verizon, uh, the mobile phone company pretending to be Boogie, and uh, even after failing the security questions, the guy at Verizon had no problem transferring the SIM card of Boogie's phone over to the hacker's phone, uh, which allowed him to have access to everything. Boogie checked his phone in the middle of the night and realised that he had no internet access at all, and he had no service, he couldn't do anything with his phone, he knew right then and there he'd been hacked. Uh, But This guy had shut his channel down, he'd access his email, he'd gone to his PayPal account to try and steal all his money, but thankfully PayPal blocked did, Uh, but thankfully he was at VidCon at the time, which was full of people that worked for Google, and after about 12 to 24 hours, he'd got uh, his YouTube channel back up, and when everything was stored, as was his PayPal was all sorted, Uh, but it's really disgusting, the fact that the phone companies would just give someone's details out without, without questioning it, uh, these are personal details, people have credit scores related, like have to have credit scores for mobile phones, they've got the personal details, the banking details, the direct debit information, they've got the YouTube channels, their Gmail's, uh, other emails, they've got apps, they've got literally everything that has all this personal information on stored on their phone, and these phone companies are going to give it over to people without questioning it, and uh, also, H3H3 Productions made a video yesterday, whether it's yesterday, now we time to film this video, I don't know, uh, but they said the same thing happened to them. Uh, Hacker T-Mobile, a claim of work for them, and T Mobile just swap the sim card over to another card that allowed the hacker to have access to all his personal details, his contacts, his messages, his emails. Uh, the hacker even contacted Ethan's mum. Uh, Ethan is one of the hosts of HCH3 Productions. Uh, the hacker contacted his mum and um Ethan claims that he was about five minutes from being hacked. Uh, but you managed to contact T-Mobile and got the SIM card swapped back. Uh, but it's scary business fact that I don't. you don't have to be a YouTuber for this to happen. Literally anyone could hack you for any reason or no reason. at All this is just a new method in which people are able to get into your personal details, your banking details, and just steal from you and just make your life a misery. And then... Um, I highly encourage you to take extra security measures, contact anything where there's financial stuff involved, such as your phone, uh, your utility bills, and ask them to add an extra security measure where make a note that they will not proceed with a call further if you cannot answer their security question or give the uh, safe word. Uh, I've got them on my accounts. They're just now, I've done them over the last couple months to make sure everything is more secure. If I don't give these words to these individuals on the phone, then they are not allowed to proceed with the call. And if they do, I believe, I, well, either way, I would have grounds for legal action, and I believe that both Boogie and H3H3 H3 Productions are suing the phone companies, it would rightly so, because until these companies have repercussions financially, they are not going to change their methods, but hopefully they crack down security and end this hacking thing, because this is really, really scary stuff, guys. So I just take a quick minute break there, guys. I just finished my coffee, had a little bit of relax and got my composure because my mouth was going dry as hell. And now I'm back to talk about the next story of the day, and that is Pokemon Go. Um, Nintendo have just released Pokemon Go, a new app for the iPhone and Android. Uh, which has taken the world by storm uh, it's out most places worldwide but if you don't have it in your country there's a hack where you can still download the game and play it anyway uh, but it's absolutely taken the internet by storm facebook is just absolutely full of pokemon go posts and there's so many memes that it's it's really has taken the uh, world by storm and uh, this is the sort of thing that i dreamt about as a kid i remember back in the day when i like, pokemon Red and that came out and uh, i always, we always used to talk about friends how cool it would be if we could like go out and about in the real world and catch Pokemon and uh, that is actual thing now it's so mind blown that this sort of stuff that we dreamt about as kids happened and maybe if we actually put all this stuff into practice we could have been the ones inventing all this stuff uh, but these are the sorts of things that I imagine the people that invented these games were dreaming about as a kid as well and uh, I also remember back in about 2000 I think it was about the year 2000 I used to talk to my friends I was a huge video game about as a kid and when I was like 10 years old I used to play video games pretty much all day, every day and I remember talking to my friend About how cool it would be is if in the future you could put a headset on and you were in the game and basically when you turned the character in the game turned and when you like punched the character in the game punched and stuff like that and now it's actual a thing 16 years later this thing is actually real uh, VR headsets are us. there's the Oculus Rift there's the HTC Vive and uh, many others it's absolutely mind blown that this sort of things that we dreamt about are now reality and I said maybe we should have got it for ourselves and stopped playing video games we should have invented them ourselves and maybe we could be rich as hell now uh, but we didn't We really just fantasise about them as someone else probably had the same dream Dreams ...and made them a reality. Uh, But, as I said, Pokemon Go is the sort of thing I wished for as a kid... ...and it's now here, and it's so much fun. Uh, I've had such a blast catching Pokemon. I haven't caught as many as I'd hoped. Uh, I don't know if it's just the areas I am walking in... ...but I'm not having much joy catching them. I'm only coming across the odd one every now and then... ...where I've seen some people online have been catching like... 20 30 50 a day Uh, so whether i'm doing something wrong i don't know but i've caught a few and overall i'm enjoying the experience and i can't wait to do it a bit more it's got me out walking a bit more like i want to now go for a walk just and try and catch a pokemon which is unusual but it's not i need to do anyway i need to go for a walk because i'm starting to put on weight because i'm sat making youtube videos pretty much 40 hours a week Uh, so i'm getting a huge gut on me now Uh, because I'm just sat on my ass all day making videos. So going for a walk, even if it is to catch Pokemon, would be very, very good for me. And uh, I know a lot of people are leaving the house and going and getting some exercise, trying to catch Pokemon, which is really awesome. So although it probably wasn't the intended reason for the app, it's a really good sort of after, sort of like a secondary effect of the app. And uh, one story broke recently where a young girl was playing Pokemon Go. She was just walking around uh, the town trying to catch new Pokemon and uh, she discovered a dead body in a river. That's right. That she discovered a body in a river while tra- playing Pokemon Go. Uh, that is absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, over the past few days, there's been memes and there's been Facebook uh, articles like fake ones saying that there's been car crashes while people playing Pokemon Go. People were around although in a pretty weird manner of a joke, but people do that sort of thing on the internet, but people have been just sort of like speculating that this sort of thing's going to happen how long until someone hurts himself playing Pokemon Go and that, but this is sort of the first incident we reported where something... A uh, major being reported because of Pokemon Go. This young girl wouldn't have found that body if Pokemon Go wasn't out and who knows how long that body would have stayed in that river or by the river wherever it was before it was located. Uh, thankfully, the police don't suspect foul play and it wasn't a murder. Uh, they suspect that the individual died of natural cause and happened to be at the river or in the river at the time uh, when the individual died. Uh, but, listen, I can't m- imagine how long it would take for someone is seriously hurt or killed as a result of playing Pokemon Go. Because there's enough stupid people in the world that they could be playing Pokemon Go driving in their car, or they could step out into in traffic while playing Pokemon Go, and that something is bound to happen at some point. Uh, but that won't be Nintendo's fault; they won't be held accountable for that. That'll just be a stupid behaviour of individuals. And on that note, I almost did something similar. I was I was on a path. I wasn't on a road so I was good. But I was walking along a path, and I was like looking at my phone, seeing my Pokemon, and I almost walked in front of a car that was pulling out. Thankfully, he was about. I was about seven feet away when he started pulling out, so I looked up and noticed he was there. But uh, yeah, thankfully, that didn't happen. But I, I was aware of my senses, and I nearly did something. So how long until someone actually doesn't realise a step out in front of moving traffic gets by a car? It's gonna be pretty mind blown but um, yeah, it's bound to happen sooner or later. And no doubt, when it does, I'll let you guys know and I'll break the story uh, because it won't take long for it to happen. Uh, but I just want to talk about Pokemon Go briefly. A huge, huge game on the App after- Store. It's literally taken the world by storm. And if you haven't already played it, go check it out. And uh, you'll relive all your Pokemon memories as a child. And it's so much fun. Before we give you some exercise. And um, that's not a bad thing. That's never a bad thing for anyone. Uh, But I'm going to talk about my next subject now. And that is the world of wrestling. Although I'm going to talk about wrestling on YouTube. And that is because there is a YouTube channel of over 775,000 subscribers called What Culture. And What Culture Do You Do Is owned by WhatCulture.com, a website based in Newcastle, England, which is actually only about 30 miles from me. Uh, They are very, very local to me, however, I have never met any of these guys, but they are super cool guys from what I've seen online, and uh, they have their own wrestling channel which gets millions and millions of views a day, they are an absolute huge channel on YouTube, and uh, they recently started uh, their own wrestling promotion called What Culture Pro Wrestling, and most people think it's just some sort of gimmick thing online, uh, but it's not, it's actually a fully fledged wrestling promotion, much like... The sort of Ring of Honor stuff, the indie stuff as well as sort of stuff in the UK, such as PCW and uh, those sort of promotions. It is a fully-fledged, legit wrestling promotion, uh, but it's all based on YouTube, which is really, really cool. They did their first shows a few weeks ago, and they had the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Champion, Jay Lethal on the show, as well as some of the top UK talent and all their stuff gets live-streamed. Every Monday, they have a live-stream of their weekly show, and then all the segments go up on YouTube also. And it's really, really cool that they have started to use this platform because... Uh, a lot of you probably know if you're wrestling fans, uh, last year, TNA had a lot of trouble with TV deals. Uh, they had deals fall through. They had companies abandon them. And uh, there's been a few times recently where they have struggled to stay in business. And uh, TV deals, they cost a lot of money to get on TV, uh, but they are vital to your product because you need to reach an audience. If you don't reach an audience, you have no product to If you've got a product to sell but no audience, you've got no way of bringing an in income uh, because the viewers are the people that are going to bring income into the website, uh, into the company, sorry, Rather than the website, they have if you don't have it's a basically a business. If you don't have customers, you don't make money, you don't survive. And TNA have been victim of that so many times and they have come so close. But rather than trying to pursue a TV deal, What Culture have just decided to stream it all on YouTube. It's a free platform that they already have a huge subscriber base, they have over a million subscribers across all of their channels, and they've already got that audience there. So by streaming it on YouTube, they've already got that audience to cater to. And I believe at one point, they were getting about 25,000 views on their stream, which is a hell of a lot. Uh, TNA, who is a global company with a TV deal, have been struggling to get 250,000 viewers on their TV show. And What Culture, this random YouTube channel, has got uh, only a tenth of that. It's still a huge deal when it comes to streaming on YouTube. And I think if they keep at it, it could potentially, those numbers could double, if not triple, if not quadruple, over the coming weeks and months. Uh, like I said, Tia, uh, Ring of Honor star Jay Lethal's on it. The Ring of Honor Championship's going to be defended on a What Culture show uh, very, very soon. Uh, the They've got former WWE star Damien Sandow appearing very soon. And they've got ex star Doug Williams appearing um, later this month or next month. I don't know i but I know Damien Sandow is appearing at the end of July. Uh, so this is definitely a promotion to ki- uh, keep an eye out for. No matter where you are in the world, whether you're in the UK, US, uh, any other country in the world, you can watch this. So like some TV stuff, like I can't watch do we do live because I don't have sky Sports in the UK uh, whereas anyone has access to youtube.com if you've got uh, the internet so they are basically catering to the whole world and have a whole world appeal and whole sort of reached worldwide, which is absolutely fantastic and I can't wait to see what What Culture Pro Wrestling do over the coming weeks and months. If you haven't checked out already, just search for What Culture Do Do in YouTube and you'll find it there. Subscribe to them. Every Monday in the UK time they are streaming their show. Uh, loaded, what culture pro wrestling loaded. Uh, if you live anywhere else in the world, just do the conversion of the time and figure out what time it is for you. It's sort of like 5pm some parts of America, 2pm in others. right that is the end of pro wrestling for this podcast I didn't want to talk about it too much, the main purpose of this podcast is YouTube Um, but before I go I want to talk about one of my favourite bands and one that is very based on YouTube and that is Rest Reports they are a metal band based out of Seattle, Washington Uh, two of the people in the band are big YouTube stars, one of them is Jared Dines with over 800,000 subscribers and the other one is Fluff with about 150,000 subscribers, Uh, Jared Dines although primarily a vocalist and guitarist on his YouTube channel is the drummer in the band and Fluff is the guitar player Uh, one of the guitar players sorry and he's involved in a lot of the mix and production work for the band Uh, they had an EP come out last year called Sleep City which I highly recommend you go check out I absolutely love it and uh, the band is set to go on tour next week. I believe the tour starts on the 15th of July and goes to the 29th. Uh, they're starting in Seattle and they're going up to like Oregon, Port, like Portland, Oregon area, uh, Las Vegas, and sort of like back again and sort of in surrounded areas. I don't know whether it's east or west because my US geography isn't that great. Uh, but if you live in any of those sort of states, you'll know where I'm talking about. And uh, I highly recommend you go check them out. They are currently working on a full-length album. And uh, you can find all the information out on their YouTube channels or I think it's band is their website or you can search them on Twitter and Instagram etc and find out the tour dates and if you are in those areas I highly recommend you go check them out Uh, both YouTube channels are absolutely fantastic and I recommend you go subscribe to them if you're into uh, heavy metal music gear reviews and stuff like that. They are absolutely awesome. They are super cool guys. I've talked to both of them on numerous occasions, and uh, yeah, they are really two cool guys, and uh, oh, so is the rest of us of They are a really cool band, I really think you'll like them if you check them out. Uh, but on that note, that is the end of the podcast. That is the very first episode of the Doodle Show Uncensored. Uh, this is a pilot, so... Whether the layout of the show stays the same, who knows. Obviously, we're going to tidy the show up over time. We're going to add things to it. Hopefully, we're going to get some sponsorships and advertisements to help fund the show. Because although the podcast will always stay free, it'd be nice to help keep the lights on and to be able to pay to get some interviews going because interviews is what I want to do with this podcast. I want to start interviewing people like Leafy and Boogie and uh, Pew- even PewDiePie would be a great one, but I imagine the amount of money it costs to get an hour of his time is a stupid amount and it'll be a very, very long time before we can fund that. But hopefully one day we can and with your help we can. Uh, so keep subscribing because by subscribing, even though it's free for you, it can help us with getting subscribe. Uh, Advertisement sponsorships. Like I said, there's going to be a Patreon as well if you want to support the podcast in that way, but that is not uh, here yet. Uh, if you want to uh, suggest things for the podcast, if you want to ask me anything to answer on the next podcast, or you have any suggestions on how you want me to do things or things you want me to discuss, uh, you can email me at the doodle podcast at gmail.com. That is the doodle podcast at gmail.com. Not the doodle show, not doodle show, the doodle podcast at gmail.com. Ask me anything or suggest things and I will respond to them or if you are an advertiser use that email and get in touch and hopefully we can work something out but that is the end of the podcast hopefully you guys have enjoyed it like I said we will iron out the kinks over time and hopefully start bringing new and exciting content hopefully interviews over the coming weeks and months and when it comes to schedule I don't know what the schedule is going to be like whether it's going to be a weekly thing a bi-weekly thing uh, whenever the hell news occurs sort of thing and we'll see how it goes but by staying subscribed you won't have to worry about any of that because when a new one goes live it will land in your iTunes. Uh, podcast feeds, that's all you need to do. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get them as and when they come. If I get a schedule set in place, whether it's going to be once a week, once every two weeks, twice a week, whatever, you'll know, you'll know the dates, you'll know the times, and we'll make sure we stick to it. Uh, but that is the end of the podcast, guys. My name is Doodles. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it, especially if you made it this far. You've just listened to me ramble for about an hour straight, and I cannot thank you enough for that. And I hope you come back next time because the next time will be coming very, very soon. And until next time, guys, Bye for now.